0: Welcome friends to another r slash entitled parents video today we've got a crazy entitled parents story involving shoplifting and our first story is from cassie121 entitled dog mom screams at my daughter for touching her dog so i work as a secretary slash receptionist at a small veterinary practice by small i mean that there's two vets three nurses and me six employees total one of the vets founded the practice 30 years ago and her son is one of the nurses Because it's so small, we really are like a family and often get together at each other's houses for drinks and stuff. Because of this, we're also pretty well acquainted with each other's families. The two youngest of the group are my daughter, Lori, 7-year-old female, and one of the nurses, 35-year-old male, son, 8. They go to the same school and often carpool if needed. This summer, my daughter had summer camp in the morning, but nothing in the afternoon. Since my boyfriend and I both work until 5, me and 4, him, my boss said it was absolutely fine for Ellory to hang around the office until my boyfriend could come get her after he got off work. Most of the time, Ellory either plays games on her phone, watches kids' YouTube, or does some arts and crafts in the back office. From where I sit in the front desk, I can see her and her and me, but clients can't see her. Occasionally, my boss will offer for Ellory to come help her with a very sweet and gentle pet. She'll usually hold the pet or grab tools that the vet leaves on the counter for her. Always just normal checkups. Ellery was just exiting the exam room to give one cat back to her owner. When this entitled mother walked in with her yapping dog pulling at a leash, she takes one look at Ellery handing someone a pet and immediately gets angry. She says, where's the vet? I tell her that my boss is prepping for an next appointment and that she can sit down and wait. She says, where's your parents? You shouldn't be in a medical area directing the question at Ellery. Ellery points to me, which directs her back in my direction. She says, where's her parents? I say, I'm her mom. She says, you're a teenager. I say, actually, I'm 21. Not that it's any of your business. At this point, her dog is absolutely losing it. He's barking, pulling at his leash, lunging towards Ellery. She immediately becomes scared, even though this dog is like a beagle. She loves dogs, but also knows exactly when to stay out of a dog's radius of reach. However, like I said, the office is small. This dog's between me at the desk and Ellery. She can either try to go around the dog to get to me, which clearly the dog will be able to get to her, or head back into the exam room, a route which also puts her in the dog's path. As I realize this, I stand up to go get her, and she chooses to attempt to come to me at the desk, putting her in the dog's path. Predictably, the dog comes at her and gets one nip before I can throw myself between them. Ellery sobbing, the owner screaming that Ellery touched her dog, and one of the nurses, the one who's a dad, comes out to figure out what the heck is going on. Without even asking, he immediately and firmly escorts entitled Mother outside to defuse the situation. I take Ellery to the back office. Thankfully, the dog didn't even pierce her skin. The emotional trauma, though? I don't know. Ten or so minutes later, he comes back in without Entitled Mother. I ask him what they did, and he told me that Entitled Mother threatened to sue me for letting Ellery touch the dog, or child endangerment, or whatever the heck she could think of. He reminded her that any dog unable to sit quietly was required to be in a crate, and after some choice words, she left. He also tells me that he'll be covering the end of my shift, and that I should get Ellery out of there and do what's best to calm her down. We got ice cream and watched Encanto. First of all, I want to apologize for my pronunciation of the name Ellery. I don't even know if I'm saying it right or if I got it right the first time I tried saying it. It's a very pretty name, though, and honestly, I'm just glad that nothing seemed to be too bad for the kid, and they also got to enjoy some ice cream from it. Do you think, considering this experience, that that office should ban this entitled mother from ever bringing their dog back again? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments below. Our next story is from Primal Bunyan. got a vent about my entitled mother-in-law. So me, 19-year-old male, and my wife, 20-year-old female, have consistently been harassed by my mother-in-law. She abused and allowed my wife's father to abuse and manipulate her all her life. When we got married, I promised her I would never allow that to happen again. Well, after numerous attempts for my wife to cut her out of her life, she just kept texting us. Finding pictures of our newborn son and pictures of us on Facebook together, and posting them on social media, which we told her at least 10 times to stop freaking doing. I've called her and told her to stop, but she always tries to use her mental illness to cop out of any sort of responsibility. She even justified the abuse. She texts us about pictures of my son and when she can come visit, when we've told her over and over and over again that neither of those things were gonna happen ever. Well, tonight was the last straw. I found that she took photos from my mother's Facebook, posted them on hers, and my siblings were in the photo. I've been more hands-off with this because it's my wife's mom, not mine, but I'll be darned if you post pictures of my siblings. You aren't family to me. So, anyone know how to get a restraining order for harassment? I think it's a little embarrassing to kind of try to air out your dirty laundry with other people but I think it would be good to share this with anybody who's rational who will listen. I also imagine you could do some kind of like copyright takedown if it's your or your wife's pictures that they're reposting. I just wish them all the best. Our next story is from Sao Paul Klein. Entitled mother slash grandma wants to crash our vacation. Yesterday we talked to my parents loosely about our respective summer plans. We share a garden with a little bungalow on it, and it was mainly about when who would be using it. Dad goes, there's the times we're away in X and Y 2 You're totally free to spontaneously go to the garden then. I go, oh, when will that be? And you're going to Y two? Y being the seaside town we'll go to for our summer vacation. Mom goes a little cross-eyed and I still think nothing of it. Finally, she bursts out, first week of August, that's when we'll go. It was supposed to be a surprise. We haven't seen each other all that much and I wanted to spend some time with you and especially my grandchild. I thought we could spend a few days there together. Turns out it's not a few days, it'll be one week of our two week vacation. I might have been okay with two or three days. Luckily they're in another accommodation at least, but what the freak. Going on vacation together is fine if you plan it so, but who just invites themselves along is a surprise. Added to that, they're not the easiest people to be with. My daughter actually doesn't like them very much, and my hubby while liking them well enough and being understanding of their issues, doesn't like to spend any length of time with them because it's exhausting. We need these days for us. These last few months have been a bit exhausting, and daughter's entering her tween years. Lots of emotional and hormonal drama already. Somehow I'll need to put a boundary in place, and I already know I'll be the bad guy for it, and feel crappy about it, even though I don't need to because she's the one who overstepped. I'm still trying to figure out how to best do that gracefully and compassionately while also being firm. Meh. I think you can tell OP has a lot of patience because I feel like a lot of people, if they plan a vacation and then found out their parents or their in-laws plan to show up for a week of that vacation without ever mentioning it, they would be pretty livid. It sounds like one of those cheap directed tv holiday vacation movies come to life. In the Smith family, there's drama and fights all the time. And coming this summer. Then it cuts to a clip of the mother-in-law. Surprise, we're here. I can just see the awful lad now. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. This next story is from Emmeline Hardy. Am I crazy? Hi, 23-year-old female daughter here. I'm currently living in a two-bedroom house with my mother, 54-year-old female and her partner, 48-year-old male. We live in California. Things are definitely not cheap here. I contribute to the household by paying HOA fees, cooking, cleaning, and getting groceries. This month of July, I was hit by some nasty back payments from some leftover debt when I was with my abusive ex about six months ago. My mother's currently on disability because she has Crohn's disease. She genuinely has a really hard time communicating, even with me and when she has a flare-up or a flashback to when she was younger she also has CPTSD from family assault she will literally do nothing except scream and cry. I told her I want to help this month, but unfortunately I can't because I don't have enough in my savings to contribute for the whole payment. I asked her to ask her partner and she immediately said that I've been mentally and financially abusing her from when I moved back in. Rules of the household I follow to earn her respect She doesn't let me shower when I get back from after work or the gym because the bill's too high. I keep it under 10 minutes. Essentially, no water use after 10 p.m. No laundry during 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. No flushing the upstairs toilet before 8 a.m. Don't walk past a pile of dishes in the sink. I've washed so many dinner plates that I haven't been invited to. I also have been informed by her that if I do not seek therapy, I'll no longer be allowed to stay in the house. It's really strange she wants group therapy for her and I. She thought I came in late last night. I fell asleep downstairs because I was so mentally and physically tired just from work that I fell asleep after having some salad for dinner. But just because I brushed my teeth late, she assumed I was coming home late? I even told her to ask Aaron because I saw him get a late night snack when I was eating dinner. I feel crazy, you guys. I feel like I don't live here, but my mom wants me to support her. I'm not even allowed their food, but when I buy things they say, it's for the whole house. I genuinely feel like the ugly wolf from the pack who gets left the scraps. It's really bad to deal with, especially just leaving an abusive environment because I felt the same way in my last situation. Obviously I know I definitely need therapy, not a bad thing at all, but my mom would scream at me to do my benefits when I wasn't even finished with my first three months of my new workplace. In California, you need three months working in your new field to receive benefits. To me, I just feel like this from top to bottom seems like an unhealthy situation. It's not something that OP, I think, can realistically do, but I think it goes without saying that you would hope that OP could find a way to move out at some point. Our next story is from ID2. Mother complains that children are playing on a playground. I work in a small restaurant in a camp in Sweden. The first day when me and my coworker were about to close up, there came in a Karen to complain. Karen said, you work for this camp right? We say yes we do. Karen says, well I want to complain because there's a lot of children that aren't living on the camp that are playing in the playground and because there's so many my kids weren't brave enough to play. I told the playing children that now it was my kids turn but this 4 year old just called me an old witch and I don't think that people who don't pay to stay here should be able to play and it's unfair to me as a paying guest that they get to play. I think you need to put up a fence so they can't go in we say ma'am the playground and the beach are not owned by us but the town which means everyone can be here so we on the camp can't do anything about it in fact lots of our customers in this restaurant are not guests of the camp but just go here to swim karen says i understand but i think this is really bad and i think you gotta take it up with your boss and me and my family will never be back here again and we'll recommend everyone not to come here on online forms. Goodbye. We say we will definitely take it up with our boss. Goodbye and sorry for your troubles. She later went out, and we never saw her again. I wonder how much everybody out there hopes that these people were like, oh, of course, we'll definitely take it up with our boss. And if this complaint was metaphorically written on a slip of paper, they would have essentially crumpled it up and threw it back over their shoulders and walked away. Our next story is from Lolf Ookno. Apparently, I'm the rude one. My aunt has cancer, three autoimmune conditions, and pneumonia. And because she's a woman of color who was overweight, doctors just kept telling her to lose weight instead of listening to her that something was wrong. So she's been sick for years at this point and only got diagnosed after losing almost hundred pounds in a matter of months because she was too sick to eat anything or keep anything down. She's doing chemo and is taking a ton of medications on a daily basis. Her two kids, my cousins, 13 and 10, have been told about her cancer and they see how sick she is and are acutely aware that their mother might die soon. It's important to note that they've not told anyone outside of the family. They want as few people to know as possible. My younger cousin, 10, has this friend we're going to call Chad. Chad is a freaking hellion and his parents are worse. So Chad's parents have planned some adults only 7 day vacation for themselves. They started planning it 6 months ago. They've only just realized that they didn't get any child care and have been attempting to manipulate my aunt and uncle into doing it my aunt and uncle can be too polite sometimes and i swear my uncle has a sponge instead of a spine sometimes earlier today i was dropping some stuff off that they were going to borrow and chad's parents were over trying to convince my aunt and uncle to take in their demon spawn for an entire week to give some credit to my uncle he is trying to say no he says oh i don't know we're a little busy this week are you sure you don't want to leave him with family i'll be too busy with work etc it's more likely that their family said heck no and these people just keep going on and on about how much fun the boys will have staying up late playing video games eating delicious food that my aunt will no doubt make for them it's perfect why don't we drop them off tomorrow at noon My aunt and uncle were clearly trying and failing to get them to back off. And you know what? Chad's parents most definitely knew, they just didn't care, and were doing everything possible to wear them down into accepting. Well, i spent quite a bit of my life as a doormat out of concern for politeness. Since becoming an adult, I've learned to set and stick to healthy boundaries and putting my safety and well-being first. If you don't already do that, I strongly recommend giving it a try. It's fantastic. So I stepped in because not only were they just not capable of taking care for that crotch goblin, they both just looked... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So miserable, desperate, and exhausted. But also, my aunt looked the sickest I've ever seen her. This is the gist of the conversation. I say, sorry, they can't watch Chad while you're away. Good luck finding someone, though. They say, uh, who even are you? They can clearly watch Chad. They're just being selfish out of petty jealousy. I say, I'm their niece, and no, they can't. I'm sorry about that, but they can't. And they spent the last several minutes trying to tell you in the most polite way possible. They say, you can't speak for them. I say, and you can? Because you're acting like you're entitled to their time. Besides, there's a family emergency happening with my grandmother and they need to help so they'll be too busy. Not entirely a lie, my grandma did have a huge currently ongoing health emergency, but because of my aunt's condition, we've been keeping them in the loop but not asking for help. They say, you don't understand, we have no other options. If they don't watch them, we'll either have to hire a nanny, which is too expensive, or cancel the trip i love this quote so much and use it every chance i get i say a lack of planning on your part does not create an emergency on theirs you are chad's parents it's your job to provide for your child and no one else's they say you're being so rude to us apologize right now and i say no absolutely not they say if they're not going to watch him are you because we're not leaving until we have someone to watch chad while we're on our trip so who is it, them or you? I say, okay, you need to leave. No one here is going to provide child care for you, so you probably should go find someone who will. They say, no, we're not leaving until you apologize and someone agrees to watch Chad. Chad and my cousin come downstairs because of all the yelling and asked what's going on. I took $10 out of my wallet and told Chad that if he could get his parents to leave my aunt and uncle's house, it was his. It took him less than two minutes. Best $10 I've ever spent. If I was OP and it got to the point where they were saying, we're not leaving until you find somebody who can watch Chad, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to call the cops and they'll be able to help you out with finding somebody who can watch your kid. Honestly, I think the aunt and uncle should look at OP and be grateful that OP was there in that moment. For people that struggle to speak up for themselves, people like OP coming along and just laying down the law is honestly sometimes what they need. Our next story is from Snowy Innick. A mother came into my workplace and left her kid while she went to get mcdonald's for herself then called the police on the manager and my supervisor so first of all this wasn't the first time this happened the mother had come in a few times before and left her kid maybe six years old or so in the toy aisle while her and sometimes also her husband would go to the grocery store across the parking lot yesterday this mother spent almost five hours in the store with the kid sitting in the seat part of the shopping cart After hour four, the kid started getting bored, tired, hungry, and was beginning to throw tantrums, complaining about how she was hungry and asking to be bought things. The mother got fed up fast, so she took the kid into the bathroom, we heard slapping noises, and the kid was quiet for a while after that, but eventually started up again. Getting annoyed for a second time, the mother brought the kid up to the front counter, where the front end manager was standing placing the kid on the counter and telling the manager that she had to run to the car for a minute and that she'd be right back. After a while, the front-end manager got confused and picked up the kid and went to check out the door of the store. The kid pointed out that my mom's car is gone, so the manager took her into the back office, where my supervisor was having his break, The manager explained the situation to him, and he bought the kid a bag of chips, a chocolate bar, and a can of pop from the vending machine, and let her use YouTube on the office computer. Over 40 minutes later, the mother comes back with a drink and a pretty much fully eaten thing of fries from McDonald's, and loses her mind at the front-end manager for even thinking of leaving her child with some random man in the back of the store. The mother then called the police and explained what the manager had done and how it terrified her to think of what he could have done to her daughter. One police officer ended up picking up the child and carried her outside. The other officer took notes and guided the mother to the cruiser, sat her inside, and then came back and thanked the manager and my supervisor for going out of their way to watch over their kid. My supervisor was also assured that he wouldn't be in any trouble whatsoever. Another police cruiser showed up a little while later, and the kid was placed in that one. Then both kids left the parking lot, and I never saw them after. The mother's car ended up being towed. Within an hour of this incident, the store put up a new policy in the front window. Any child left attended for more than 20 minutes, or any child that can't point out or find their parents, with the help of a manager or supervisor, will be considered abandoned, and the police will be contacted immediately. And something about my supervisor, he's the happiest, friendliest dude you'd ever meet in your life. He's been married to only one woman for 12 years, has two biological children, and four fully adopted children that had been his foster children before. He's the best person that kid could have been left with. I hope I'm not the only one that thinks this, but the moment that that child was left there, they go to the front door, and the kid says their mom's car is gone. Shouldn't they have already called the police, like, At that point, I think I'm kind of blown away that there was, like, any kind of babysitting tolerance. Even if there was somebody in the back room to watch the kid, why even do any of that? Call the police. This mom just abandoned their kid at the store. Our next story is from Pure Engineer 7323 Entitled woman threatens me over a parking spot. So I want to preface this by saying I work in a retail outlet. For those who don't know what that is, it's basically an outside mall. Anyways, parking where I work is always heck, it's neck and neck for a good parking spot, and on busy days like today I usually avoid the parking disputes and park in the parking garage, which is pretty far from my job. On my lunch break when it's slowed down, I decided to move my car and park it in front of the store I work at. No biggie, I get a parking spot and start to enjoy my break and call my significant other. After hanging up, the parking space in front of me opens up as an SUV leaves, so I pull into the spot, When I pull in, I guess there was a car sitting and waiting to take the spot? I hadn't originally seen it due to the fact that the SUV blocked it. When I pulled forward, the lady in the car goes insane, screaming that I need to move my car, that what I was doing was illegal and so on. So being a little petty, I stand my ground and refuse to move. Now if this lady had been nice and asked me to move, I would have had no problem doing so. But instead, she decided to go insane and scream at me, so I stood my ground. Not to mention there were about 5 open parking spots around me that she could have easily have taken, including the one I had just pulled out of. I try to ignore her, hoping she'd simply give up and leave, but boy was I wrong. She approaches my car, screaming at me through my window, demanding I move, and insisting what I was doing was illegal. Again, I was ignoring her, hoping she'd give up, leave, and take one another of the five or so parking spots around me. At one point, I rolled down the window, asked her to leave me alone, or I'll contact the police. She told me, freak you, and to call the police. She didn't give a flying fudge, since what I was doing was illegal. Then, as I'm waiting for her to stop, she starts banging on my car window once again, screaming at me, and threatening to put her hands on me. As I continued to ignore her, she goes around to the passenger side of my car, and opens my door, sticking her head in and screaming at me and threatening me. At that point, I pulled out my phone and contacted the police out of fear of what this crazy woman would do to me. When she sees I'm actually calling the police, she gets in her car and leaves, but not quick enough for me to not get her license plate. Mind you, this lady was with her friend or whatever, and her child in the backseat. Great precedent to set for your child, lady. The police finally show up, and I give them the rundown. As I'm talking to the police, the lady shows up again, and the other officer goes to talk to her. I told the police I wanted to press charges. He tells me that, even though I could, it likely won't get pushed through, considering the police weren't there to witness it, I didn't record it, and had no witnesses. Which I was upset about, but as I continued talking to the officer this wonderful lady approaches us and lets the officer know that she witnessed the lady try and enter my car. The officer then says I have more of a ground to press charges, so I decide to do so. I don't speak to the lady again, but she really dug her own grave by coming back, because even with a license plate number, they can't prove it was the woman. But luckily she came and I have a witness, so after work, I'll be heading to the police station to fill out the paperwork. All I can say for OP is if they're really wanting to go forward with pressing these charges, if whatever parking lot was busy and there's multiple establishments, I would go around to pretty much every establishment and ask if any of them have any cameras at all that would cover that parking lot. If you can get any footage that shows this lady harassing surrounding trying to enter your car or whatnot, you're only strengthening your case, right? This next story is from Old Taro 6764 My dad hated my dog's name, so honestly I forgot about this for so long, but my mom and I talking randomly brought it up. When I was in elementary school, I wanted a dog for my birthday. My parents agreed and we went to a local shelter to look at dogs. I remember I always said how if I got a brown dog, I would name them Coco. So we found a dog who just happened to be brown, and my parents let me change her name to Coco since she was my birthday gift. Well her original name was Roxanne. My father tried to get me to keep the name, but due to the promise, the name was changed. From the day we got the dog to the day of her death, which was years, might I add, my father never let me forget her original name. He would tell me how we should have kept the name, how I was wrong to change it, how her original name was better. He was honestly rude about it. At times he would even call her by her original name also like, it was wild how for years he just couldn't let the name go, nor remind me how it was my fault it got changed. Honestly, I think the dad has the weird behavior here because unless the dog is like super old and that name is crazy familiar, I think it's a pretty common thing to rename a dog when you adopt them. I've had multiple dogs throughout my life that we changed the names of, One of my dog's first names was Bunny, which we thought was kind of weird for a dog's name. Another one was Tobias, which is a cool name, but we thought it was a little too serious for a black lab. Is it weird to rename a dog after you adopt them? I'm kind of curious. And our final story of the day is from Ghost 0 entitled Tourist and her kid get busted for shoplifting, but get mad because they got kicked out. So after I posted an incident on the entitled people subreddit, it reminded me of another story that took place a few days ago. So I work at a small retail store in a beach town in California where we get a somewhat big turnout of tourists, especially during the summer. Now to the story. So this specific day I was placing t-shirts on some shelves, in walks entitled tourist and her spoiled child. I hear the kid say, mommy I want that shirt it looks cool, to which her mother says, Whatever, take it and let's go, we have a long drive ahead. Once the kid grabs the shirt, they begin to walk at a fast, suspicious pace before making a dash to the entrance. Just so you know the layout, the entitled tourist and her child and I are at the back of the store, and the entrance is probably 30 feet away. Protocol for shoplifters in our store is that one of the employees at the top of her lungs yells, SHOPLIFTER! and the nearest employee must stop what they're doing and run to the entrance before the shoplifters escape and lock the doors so i yell out shoplifter to which the cashier let's call him alan manages to reach the entrance and locks the doors the entitled tourist starts asking let us leave we have a long drive and we want to be home before sunset alan just tells her ma'am open your purse we just caught you and your child shoplifting The Entitled Tourist, trying to insist they did nothing wrong, asks for the manager. The manager, let's call him David, saw the whole thing go down. To make things better, he has an iPad that is synced with the cameras. So he pretended he knew nothing about what happened and asked, what seems to be the problem here? And the Tourist responds, this idiot and the other idiot in the back are accusing me of shoplifting, I paid for this shirt. And David turns on his iPad and says, Oh, is this what you're referencing? And he shows her the footage of her and her child shoplifting and trying to flee the scene. The face on the tourist went from smug to the, oh I messed up big time face. And David tells her, I'm going to give you two options, one, you give me the stolen merch right now and I won't call the police but you'll be permanently banned from this place or two, I call the police and you'll be leaving this building in handcuffs. The entitled tourist, knowing that she lost, gave David not only the shirt the kid tried to steal, but some sunglasses and a hat she had shoved in her purse. David tells her, have a safe drive home, to which the tourist and her brat of a child storm out. Later, I asked David why he didn't just call the police. David said that he didn't want the kid seeing her mother in handcuffs, even if she deserved to. He added that we dealt with it faster than the police would have if we did call them. Honestly, I'm left reading this story and to me I'm thinking, while seeing their mom in handcuffs might be a really good deterrent for that kind of behavior, maybe this experience is good enough of a deterrent for the kid to know it's not the right thing to ever do as well. Do you guys think that this experience is more than enough for that kid to learn from? Or is letting that entitled mother go only going to allow them to reinforce that kind of behavior in their kid? I'd like to know what you guys think down in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, though, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods